Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 426. And this week, we're going to get into some news that uh, we haven't had a chance to because we've been doing topics of the show. We haven't been able to talk about news and big things have been happening. But before we do all that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello. We've got an extra special guest joining with us this week. The one, the only, Kirsten Von Doom. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? I am excellent. You are uh, pretty prolific in all the cool things you're doing, which I'm sure we're going to get into uh, in the crew check-in. But super excited that you, uh, you're available and uh, willing to come and hang with us this week. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, I love the podcast. I love everything you'll talk about. And uh, I'll just say long time coming. I just like the cadence of this and just how things flow and just sometimes the egregious opinions that I hear. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that. At least we're not scared people off. They're here for our uh, odd and fun and often hilarious uh, antics, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, let's get through some housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can go to our Kofi for that. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right, Kirsten, you are a busy, busy individual. Not only are you the social and digital marketing manager at Xbox Canada, which I'm sure takes up a lot of your time, you're also the CEO of Minnow, and I want to learn all there is to know about Minnow. So please, do tell. Yeah, so Minnow is a collective that I started back in technically 2020. Uh, so long story short, originally it was a collective called uh, Black Game Pros that me and my mentor created at Ubisoft. Uh, did really cool things at Ubisoft for the time that I was there. They were my previous employer before Xbox Canada. But yeah, essentially Minnow is a collective. We're trying to just bring authentic diversity and inclusion into the video game space outside of like your Black History Month, your Women's History Month, Pride and all that stuff. Because like we exist throughout the calendar year. Sorry, throughout the calendar year. Why, why are we only spoken about during like these particular times? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we did really well in doing that. Um, we're an interla- international team from like North America, Europe, uh, some people in Australia as well. And, yeah, we just want to make sure that our people, people of color, are just seen and heard and have equal opportunity at the table. Fantastic. And you guys do like meetups and stuff? I've seen a few of those uh, go around. Yeah, so we actually teamed up with Padia this year and Xbox Canada to do... The, we call it like the Mixer series, where we kind of had people from all walks of life talk about their experiences within the industry, whether they were people of color, uh, women in gaming, um, LGBTQIA+, everything in between. And they let people know about, like, here's what I do in the industry, here's my job, here's how I got it, here's like my path to do it, or here's my unorthodox path to how I did it, and here's how you can do it too. 
That's fantastic. And what is your path? How did you get into this? I am a successful college dropout. Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, just like my uh, my tagline, I tell people, it's just really easy to say that. But no, so I went to George Brown in Toronto for uh, game development for about a year and a half. And then at the second half of my second year... Uh, both my grandfather passed away and then my uncle passed away like within a week of each other Whoa. and it was like i can't focus on school and i got like extensions and things like that but i'm like i can't focus on school like a one-week extension is not going to change the fact that like two of, like my favorite people in the world aren't here anymore mm. so after leaving george brown in like 2010 i believe it was i just attended the school of youtube and i worked on just like getting my portfolio good and being good enough to get a job and then fast forward seven years uh opportunity ubisoft toronto came about uh, i got that ended up working at ubisoft for five years shipped watchdogs legion shipped far cry 6 left production as a 3d artist to go to uh the diversity inclusion team so mm-hmm. the, the global dni team which is based out of paris i'm happy i didn't have to move there i stayed in toronto because mm-hmm. that's expensive and uh yeah Last year, I came across a job posting from Xbox Canada. I had a relationship with them through Minnow for the content creation stuff that we were doing. I'm like, hey, I saw that you have the position open. Mind if I apply? And now we're here. Fantastic. And I know, yeah, Kat mentioned that she's in like a Discord channel with you, she thinks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the UB connection, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, through, uh, through Raj, who was also at UB Toronto. Mm -hmm. that's true yeah that's one thing about the canadian video game industry be it uh content creators or um critics or you know working at game companies or in marketing and like all that kind of stuff like we're we all kind of know each other because we all end up like (laughs) yeah and getting even if at a distance we end up getting to meet each other at some point at one convention or another right or doing things like this oh yeah yeah, which is great. Um, so what do you like to play? What are you into? I play pretty much everything. Um, and this is where it's going to get spicy because I also often get attacked for this. Uh, I don't like open world games for the most part. I also don't care for Souls-like games because I just think they're really stupid, uh, in my <laughs> opinion. I, just, I don't like... Okay, here's the thing. As an elder millennial, my, my yes. time is precious, right? My time is yes. very precious. And I don't want to spend, like, fucking 50 hours beating one boss yes. and not progressing through that 40-hour game. I don't want to feel like an idiot. So I enjoy my time that I have, and I play things that I like. So I'll play my FPS. I'll play my racing games. I'll play my fighting games. I'll play an observant around of, like, Animal Crossing or Pokemon, whatever it might be. But those are the things that make me happy. You are among like-minded individuals here. Now, mind you, we all enjoy different types of games, but we are all of the mind that play what you want to play, because life yeah. is short. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And fucking Bethesda put on difficulty settings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean from software, I you think. Mean, Sorry, from, from software. My bad. Bethesda, yeah. 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 That's the buggy one. That's, that's right. the buggy that's one. Right. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Yeah, from, if you could just... 
just, just throw the toggle on. I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it. But come on. That's a big discourse on that because like the whole thing is like, oh, you have to get good at playing this game. Like, or you could just change the setting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you could have more people play your or game. Work, you could work your way to that point instead of frustrating people to no end. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't mind taking the time to learn, but give me a chance to learn. Don't mm-hmm. punish me right at the beginning. Give Simon us a learning curve, not this. a learning steep. <laughs> yes, an yes. actual yes. curve, yes. a cliff. <laughs> cliff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so true. All right, cool. And uh, we're gonna get into uh, what you're you've been playing now in a few minutes. Um, what is a day in the life of a social and digiting marketing manager at Xbox Canada like? It's like that that meme. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Right? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, like we have to be very um, very active, very current, very present, and like there's things that happen on the internet that you kind of have to be just ready to like put the fire, the fire extinguisher out or just like things you want to be very reactive on right but mm-hmm. for the most part it's it's really good uh, my role is very very fluid i would say yeah uh, for the most part i'm able to do what i want when i want which is great i have a lot of creative freedom uh, my, my boss is fantastic he allows us to kind of do this thing where it's like let's try kind of like fail forward if the thing doesn't work let's learn from that and then do better next time and I love that because I also have a very much a fail-forward attitude because I don't believe in, like, just there's only one way to do something. And if I fail, that's not the end. It's just the beginning of another process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the most part, that's, like, my day-to-day. Um, we get things from head office or, like, global team that we have to put out. So, like, I know recently we had this really cool um, Yu-Gi-Oh! type thing for the Xbox Series S and X, the little like, card-based thing that we put on social, which is really fun. And then um, we just had an anniversary of the OG Xbox being released, so there's a little, like, content around that. So the cool thing about Canada, though, is that we got to make things for for Canada. So uh, my boss famously made the uh, the denim controller from a, f- a few years back, and it's, like, one of the most iconic Canadian things ever. And um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't see it, but I have the Xbox Zamboni on this side of my computer. Oh, And just, my like, gosh. that was just a really fun, stupid thing that we did because, like, hey, we should do an Xbox Zamboni. This holds a console. And then we went with it. So, yeah, cool things like that we get to do. That's what I was about to say that, like, you don't often see from many companies is how playful you guys are allowed to be. Like, the fact that Xbox proper gives you that, that you know, like, kind of free reign to, like, stretch your wings and make things fun because gaming is fun and that's why we're here to do it is escapism. But you guys, like, take it to that next Canadian A level that's just oh, yeah. so much fun that uh, I'm super appreciative of because yeah it just brings a smile to my face on social. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like um, we all know the state of social media; it's the best worst thing to ever be invented. But sometimes you just gotta laugh about it, right? Like sometimes you need to kind of have that like throwaway tweet or that throwaway post to just like you know you're gonna get a smile or a laugh out of it, and it's just fun content, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, let's see what Kat's been up to this week. Catherine, you've been out and about? Um, I actually spent the whole weekend inside because my spouse went to a chalet and I didn't. Oh, but did you play games? Yeah, played good. Played a, put a lot of hours into Sea of Stars, but then today um, I was lied to because of movies. Oh? I went to get an MRI. And you know the MRIs you see in movies? It's like, it's really big, like this giant tube. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Apparently, that's the model for big and tall people. Oh. Like, if you're, like, I don't know, one of the, like, players of the Montreal Alouettes and you're, like, 6'5", 
super built and you weigh like 250 pounds. That's the one you see. The one I had to be put into this this morning, um, barely bigger than I am. Oh, oh boy, that's, that's claustrophobia. claustrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I am a five. I am a five foot six, one hundred and thirty pound woman, um, and I am not very wide. I am pretty. I'm not petite, but I'm not like I'm not big by any. And um, yeah, and then she shows me this thing. And I'm like, oh, it's much smaller than I thought. She's like, yeah, you're going to be in there thirty minutes. Do you need to go to the bathroom before? Whoa. And I was just like. <gasps> music on can you close your eyes and meditate like no the thing is loud as fuck like she's on the speaker and she's go she goes we're gonna take one image this one's gonna be 15 seconds and then the thing fucking rattles and shakes and sounds like i've heard that an alien for 15 seconds and then she's go next one is 45 and at one point she goes like okay this one's gonna be seven minutes um oh and at least there's like breaks in between the image, the images. So if I need to shift, if I need to like scratch my nose, like it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I felt like the thing was like this close, like a few inches to my eyes. It was not fun. Honestly, I'm not claustrophobic, but even like as I rolled in there, I was like, I need, I kept my eyes closed. And when I opened it, I was like, oh God, this is like way too fucking small. Um, three out of ten. Do not recommend. Oh, God. <laughs> and on Sounds top like a of one that, out of 10. and on top of that, we all know, like right now, the um public healthcare system is not doing great in general in Canada, whichever your province. Mm-hmm. So I had to go private. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a very expensive torture session. Um, uh, I am quite privileged though because I do have an insurance that covers some of it because it was medically necessary for my diagnostic. However, I would like my diagnostic to come before I am fully healed from the fucking thing. Or <laughs> if the thing is not what we think, I don't want to have to carry it around for six months. Um, so, yeah. Fun times. I, not. <laughs> yeah, if, what a day. If, yeah. And um, honestly, like an MRI is a very important diagnostic tool. And there's definitely like a lack of availability like in this province and in Montreal and it's Mm. like and I know like other regions and other provinces are worse off too uh, and it's I'm I'm just like mad I'm just mad that like we have this two system these two tier system where you have like private and public Mm. we should all be going to public and public should be healthy and they should we shouldn't be having strikes right now in education and we're gonna have strikes for nurses and everything it's just just put the money in the public system, please. Yeah. Stop Stop trying to pretend like you're not benefiting from the private system. I fucking yeah. hate it. Sorry, yeah. it was my rant for today. I should have gone to the hospital today, not a private clinic in like bumfuck nowhere, I'll hunt stick Montreal. <sighs> yeah, true. I mean, I hear about it all the time from my sister about how messed up some of the stuff is. So uh, I feel you. It's terrifying to think about like just the mri machine in general just yeah creeps me out so i can't imagine like on top of that having to wait and wait and wait and like dread trying to get this one test that can essentially potentially like help cure you figure out what's going on right so yeah because like when when i talked to to the nurse to get this requisition at like after like my 
a physiotherapist told me like three times like you're gonna have to get this fucking thing done like i'm sorry mm-hmm. you don't want to and you don't like that kind of thing but you need to get it done mm-hmm. um she was like yeah we'll see uh the mr is the only way we're gonna see like if there's permanent nerve damage to your sciatic nerve um and she was like you did suffer like she's like you have numbness i'm like but it's going away but it's like but you have numbness i was like but it's going away and she's like you get in the tube <laughs> get in the loud tube <laughs> 30 minutes get in, yeah. get in there yeah. yeah but yeah that was my uh my adventure for today um as we get older like i realize i'm gonna have to see more and more doctors and get mm-hmm. more and more tests done and i hate every minute of it mm-hmm. i think that's where like i'm I carry well my namesake of cat because if if I'm sick or something is wrong with me, I will fucking hide it. <laughs> I'm like, don't take me. I don't need to go to the vet. What are you talking about? I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to go to the vet. <laughs> well, I'm glad you took the strides to uh, at least attempt to make yourself better. Uh, when do you find out? Uh, they send it back to the clinic. I go to then the clinic books an in-person appointment to go over the results. Okay. And then if if the results are what we think, which is a herniated disc that put a bit of pressure on my sciatic nerve and that it's healing perfectly fine on its own, I just carry with the physiotherapy. Okay. Good. Well, all the good vibes being sent your way. Thank you. Jo- Joelle, what were you up to this week? I had... I think I have found my secret sauce for the best start to the weekend ever. Oh. So on Friday, I like did my workout like over lunch, and then I immediately after I got done with work, I had a massage appointment, um, and I haven't had a massage in a really long time, and I was like, I feel like I should go get one, and I had a Groupon to use. Uh, so I scheduled one and I went and I had a massage and then I had, uh, ordered some yummy food and I got back and drank a bunch of water, ate a really good dinner, watched the Barbie movie and went to bed at like 930 and I was so happy. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 yeah. out of 10. Talk about an elder millennial move. I was like... I was like, I love that this is the start to my weekend. <laughs> that is a great way to start your weekend. What did you think of the Barbie movie? It was. I love the Barbie movie. Um, I did end up buying it because I wanted to own it. And then, like, sometimes when I order from Amazon, I do, I like, delay. I'll do the delay option so that I get, they give you um, credits then on uh, certain purchases. And one of them is usually on uh, movies or on TV shows. Oh, cool. So so sometimes when I do that, I, I kind of save enough up, and sometimes it covers the cost of, like, a full a full movie or something. So, mm. yeah, so it was just, I was like, this is wonderful. And then, you know, after a massage, like, you're all kind of, like, oiled up, and so, it, like, the smell lingers, and I was all, like, squishy and oiled <laughs> up, and I just, like, sat down, and I got on a heated blanket, and... I was like, this is the best. <laughs> I always feel a borderline, like I'm drunk after a massage because yes. all the oh, lactic yeah. acid is <laughs> yes. like pushed out of your system. That's why you get to drink yeah. all that water. And I'm like, oh, woozy. Know, so, uh, yeah, you don't need wine. You just need no. to go sleep it off. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, so that was amazing. And I'm like, I'm going to try to do this more often. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fantastic. I need wonderful. to, uh, 
I need to take up that idea oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm waiting for some of the numbness in my thigh to subdue to go mm-hmm. get a massage mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like um, we have a massage therapist that Pascal sees regularly that I see like once every quarter, I guess. If like I'm bad at this, um, but yeah, she said she was like, "Tell your girlfriend <laughs> to book because she's going to need it to like help." Yeah, like yeah. with the muscles, even if it's not the source and whatnot. But it's just like right now, the the idea of somebody doing a deep tissue massage in an area that I'm numb. Yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, that'd be weird. Mm-mm. That'd be really weird. That would be weird. It's already yeah. weird. Like when like my cat touches, like puts his paw there, or if Pascal brushes by, or mm. like even like feel feel feeling the table in the MRI. I was just like, I fucking hate this. yeah, yeah, that'd be. Very yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that. I had a great weekend. I hung out with um, some friends uh, over the weekend and just ran some errands and got everything ready. Uh, it's Thanksgiving for the U.S. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yep. So I kind of got all my food stuff ready to go. I'm going to make uh, Moroccan Cornish hens. I've never made. Ooh, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming to dinner. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I've never done it, and so I found this great recipe, and I'm gonna with uh, garlic green beans, and then I discovered a really cool bakery not too far from me. Um, I'm not a big sweets person, so I don't like try to you know uh, seek out all these bakeries. But this one, it is a Japanese inspired. Uh, bakery so they have a lot of great uh, flavor profiles that I would be interested in because it's not just like super sweet so they have like sesame seed donuts and uh, matcha filled croissants and uh, just a lot of really cool like in that kind of flavor profile so I was like oh I'm gonna come back here and I, I did get a savory um, like kind of like a, a bread that was like uh, cheese and um, sausage, like a, a Japanese type of sausage and onion. And it was so good. It was so oh good. Oh, my gosh. So. You're saying so many important things right now. I yes. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bread is like a very important thing to me. Yes. Like if anybody wanted to go like the, the Atkins diet, I'm like, no, I like bread too much. Any yeah. Any type of bread. Mm-hmm. I, I love it all. Oh my god! Sounds delicious. It was. It's a. Uh, um, it, it was amazing, and so they have tiramisu. Is one of my. I'm not like I said, not a big dessert person, but I love um, tiramisu, and they had these little tins of tiramisu, and I'm so excited to be grateful on Thanksgiving that I'm going to eat a little tin of tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah, so I kind of got everything uh, everything ready to go uh, for for that. So yeah, I'm I'm all set now. This week I work tomorrow and then I have the rest of the week off, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, nice. I was talking to my American counterparts at iHeart and they are pretty much they were like, "Yeah, as of Wednesday afternoon, we're not around." I was yeah. like, I figured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had the same conversation this morning with my team because I have some like, a lot of Americans on, on people that I yeah. deal with on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and one of them was like, "Yeah, so after Tuesday, if you're looking for me, just don't." Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, <laughs> say no more. Yeah. I don't exist I don't, yeah. for a few days. Yep. Yeah, I am. I am probably gonna turn off my notifications. Like, I'm just gonna take a. I'm gonna take a break. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have a relaxing weekend, but it was very productive. Uh, So we're Mike. Mike works retail. Um, so in running the Adidas store, uh, he's got a really wackadoodle schedule over the past next little while because of Black Friday on Friday. Um, but so last week he ended up having, uh, Thursday and Friday off and Thursday I was in the office. So I had gotten the gaming PC, the lift kit for the desk came in. Um, and so on Thursday, since he uses the closet here in the, in the office space, uh, I made him gut it. Because I was like, we're getting rid of stuff. Like, it needs to happen. And then Friday, I worked from home, finished around four. We started installing the desk and the computer. And I have essentially been doing that kind of stuff, along with me getting my closet. And uh, just, you know, just trying to get settled. Because, you know, when you got new stuff, new gear, and I'm just like, before the end of the year, this place needs to be tidy. I want everything up and running. So I'm coming to you live from the new gaming PC, along with standing in front of my desk. And you know what? I think think this may be game changer because I feel like I'm projecting better mm. and I'm going to stand mm. better mm. and Posture. I'm looking at getting, yeah. And I'm mm. looking at getting a walking pad so Ooh. that I can like add a little bit of extra, you know, I can game and walk at the same time. So, uh, yeah, very little gaming was done this week. Um, but I feel like, like I'm in a good mental space because I've been cleaning and feeling productive so that when I can game over the course of the next weekend, you know, I'll feel good about it because I'll feel like I deserve it because mm-hmm. I did hard work <laughs> and I need to play on this thing now that's full of lights. <laughs> it's really pretty <laughs> and I love it. Uh, but then yesterday, uh, Mike and I decided to watch the Gran Turismo movie in the Ooh. evening. Yeah. So um, I got to say, it's a pretty solid movie. At first, I was a little worried because Mike and I turned to each other and we're like, is this a little too kitschy? Like, how how are they doing this? But then it actually turned into a pretty solid movie because it does follow um, a true life story about a a kid who did this. They did this sim competition and he ended up winning it and going on to be a racer and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't want to tell the story, uh, but it, you know, like it actually turned out to a pretty good movie where Mike actually came back to me today. He's like, I think I really liked that movie last night. And. We're really lucky right now. The amount of, like, video game spinoff, video game-inspired content that we're getting in different media from anything from animation to to TV to movies. Like, we're pretty spoiled right now because I remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, it was slim or n- no pickings. Non-existent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, when we were growing up, it was like, Mortal Kombat was about the best we got, and that was cheesy <laughs> AF. I'm sorry, that Mario movie with the weird Koopas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we're going to get into talking about that um, since there has been some pretty big news about you know, movies being made about games. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk about uh, Fantasy Critic, because we're at the uh, tail end now, guys. It's almost done. Mm-hmm. Home stretch. Uh, I think now we just have two games left to release. One is mine on the podcast, uh, uh, Fantasy Critic, that is. One is Catherine's. Uh, but it's just it's just Cat. Cat's going to be number one. Um, unless my game that comes out, Seam World Build, is a trash fire, then I'm going to come in third, <laughs> based on the projected. But no, I think I'm I think I'm in a good spot. So right now it's uh, Cat, 
me, Simon, and Joelle. Yes. And that's the way the cookie crumbled on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which was lots of fun. Yeah, um, over, go ahead, I Kat. just got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, the Talos Principle 2 gave me 19 points. Yeah. You like knew how to Persona 5 Tactica 8. Talos Principle 19. What the yeah. fuck? You never know, man. You never know. I was See, a f- stars came out of nowhere for you, too. That was a filler game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't I, know you ran away with it though because i just ended up yeah. like even if the some of my games didn't hit me so hard um in the in the negative uh i i still wouldn't have even come close to you like you were mm. you had it mm-hmm. we'll in the community avatar does <laughs> yeah yeah in the community uh group uh it We've got two left, same two again, except Steamor build, um, I think that's usual. Well, yeah, you're Google Stadia. Uh, An Avatar is uh, El Bang's game. But yeah, I think we're pretty well locked in. Congratulations to Darth, he came in first. Um, Pat's in second, El Bang's in third, Phoenix is in fourth, I'm in fifth, Joelle in sixth, Tim in seventh, and Simon in eighth. And that was, I guess, what we probably have. Yeah, we have two three more weeks until we find out the 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 final final but i think we're pretty much there now i really enjoyed doing this i cannot wait to do this again next year mm-hmm. um yeah kirsten are you doing any fantasy critics with any any groups so i have a rule uh yeah. i only do one fancy thing a year oh and it's yeah almost always ever football Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, I have friends who have done the fantasy critic, and I'm always jealous of it, but I just know that between, like, life, in work, outside of work, and then fantasy football, I just don't have the capacity for it. Because mm-hmm. I'll... Totally will, understand. I, I'm a, I, not that I'm a numbers guy, per se, but, like, I like things, and I have a good idea about how things are going to land, so I, I know I'll do well at it. I just cannot add that to my plate. Mm. Yeah. I think it worked out well for us because we constantly had a touch point to talk about it by doing this and covering it each week. Cause I think honestly, I would have forgotten about it if <laughs> I didn't keep up with it. And then just like the discussion and the discord and things like that. Like if it wasn't for the podcast, I probably, I probably wouldn't have been able to keep it going. Cause I've done hockey ones before, but like I, I was always terrible at it. And <laughs> for yeah, same football, reason. Just, like I have to touch my football fantasy league, like twice a week, three times a week, max. Yeah. Set it, set it and forget it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy the the beginning of the year though when we do the draft. That is a lot of fun. But, so I'm looking forward to booking that for uh, early Jan. But also, I think the fact like for the podcast one because it was the four of us, it was a very mm-hmm. low bandwidth thing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if we if we forgot like a week or two to do bids, like we weren't missing on any of the big games or yeah mm. big releases. It's like, true. It it was very casual. It was yeah. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. But I like how we did it too. We had the community one because it got hard in the community one it because did. there were so many of us. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the fun, right? You yeah. don't know what you're going to get. You got to yeah. look for some deep cuts. We got some good smack talk also in the Discord chat. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> the smack talk is real. That's what we're here for, really, to stir up controversy and smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of smack talk, what's everybody playing? Kirsten, what are you playing? I just finished Spider-Man last week. Like Ooh, the thoughts? Middle of last week. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed Spider-Man 2018. 
Um, I've really, really loved Miles Morales. Uh, there's some people who said it was a glorified DLC. I think those people are stupid. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> yeah, and somehow Spider-Man 2 was just better than those two games. So shout out to like everyone at Insomniac, especially my friends, who worked on that game. And yeah, just blew it out of the park. It's just It's a game where... You're just fully immersed, and it's like, I could do this one more thing. I could do this one more thing. And it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, I should sleep, or I could help the civilian over there. And <laughs> just overall, like, the way the story took itself from, like, the uh, Craven story to the Venom story, and then just everything in between, uh, the dialogue between all the characters is just really, really good across the board. I have zero issue with it. I know some people were complaining about some graphical bugs that were happening I, I never experienced a single like game ending bug at all in my playthrough so yeah that was really dope and after that um next on the list i gotta go back and finish playing final fantasy 16 mm-hmm. uh, i've been taking my time with it I, i'm a big final fantasy fan this game's really fun and i want to make sure i'm doing like everything like properly taking my time with it not rushing it and then whenever i beat that which will probably be in a couple weeks i'm gonna jump back into the pokemon dlc because i want to plan it out where I could beat the first Pokemon DLC and go right into the second one. Oh, nice! Yeah, go play. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm doing right now. Mm, fantastic! Is love that Spider-Man to your game of the year? Um, I don't know. Um, mm. it's a really good game. Out of uh, well, there's always the topic conversation of like what the Game Awards has for the game of the year, which yeah. I think they're up. Uh, joke and a half but get into that later um some salt (laughs) but yeah no it's just like it's uh, out of the games that are there uh the game that i played this year i really 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 love spider-man but i'm also a huge comic book fan Uh, i haven't played mario wonder yet i'm saving that for my christmas break but i think Mm -hmm. that's just a nice cozy game to play like throughout the holidays when i'm home for like two to three weeks so Mm -hmm. as of right now i would say it's for sure a game of the year contender but I also had a lot of fun with Diablo, and I've seen French stream Boulder's Gate, and it looks like a whole like shitload of fun. But I haven't played it for myself yet, so I cannot say that that'll be a game of the year for me. It's good. We uh, that's how we kind of handle game of the year because it's impossible for us to play everything. So it's just like, what are the favorite games that we played? And it's yeah, because it could be anything, right? It might oh, be yeah. it, there's there's a lot of indie stuff we cover. That's not necessarily what would be on. The Game Awards. I watch the Game Awards just to see what, you know, the drama is. <laughs> More than anything else, it's it's fun. And it's a touch point to, like, you know, we often get on, like, voice chat and Discord and stuff and talk with community members and friends and things like that. And that's why I enjoy it. It's just a evening of fun. It's always the evening before Jingle Ball um, from uh, that we end up, you know, either streaming or carrying over the radio uh, for iHeart. So uh, it's not like I can go <laughs> if I'd want to. Catherine, how's Sea of Stars treating you? Really good. Uh, like I said, this weekend I stayed in and was alone. And I uh, I got a lot of time with it. Uh, I have no idea if I'm near the end at this point. But like I'm completely engrossed and invested in the story. Mm. And, you know, for that's what's important for me with an RPG. You know, we were talking about you know length of games and things like that like how i put a hundred hours in games like Baldur's gate but it's always the story that draws me in and sea of star is doing it it's so like the world building and the story is so good and they do it with just like the right amount of 
80s, 90s campiness from like back when we played like Chrono Trigger and Secrets of Mana and Final Fantasy VI. So, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I I think I'm like 15-ish hours in, so I must be getting... Because I, I saw that it was like 20 hours. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. Mine took me... I, I tried to do a, a, some more side stuff, so I think I was around the 30 hour. So, yeah, I'm probably like the beginning of the end, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm in any hurry to finish it, but I am really happy to be playing this and um, definitely a must play. And I don't understand how a lot of my friends, who the people I play D&D with... Mm-hmm. They're all like nerds that like played all the RP the RPGs on Super Nintendo, and I'm like, y'all are playing Sea of Stars, and they're like, Sea of what? Oh wow! <gasps> wow. Really? Oh. Wild. Yeah. It's- um, and it's like, I'm like, go to Steam, go to whichever console you play, spend the whatever thirty dollars it is to buy this game, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's a local game too. Mm-hmm. It was made by a studio in Quebec City, so, you know, Canadian game on top of that. Like, it's us. They're us. It's like, if us, we grew up and made an indie game studio and made a game. Like, y'all need to get on it. Um, but they're a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them are still on the Baldur's Gate 3 and Diablo 4 train. Um, but I, like, I was like, everybody, that's your next game. Please. Please and thank you. Like, I, I need to nerd out about it with you guys, because... <laughs> I know this is like what well, we played as kids, and like even my spouse hasn't made his way those DF stars yet. And I'm like, you, how are you not playing? This oh, game? he's gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, Pascal's yeah. gonna love it. Well, he'll eventually get to it. He's on my Game Pass account, so he can mooch off of it anyway. There you go. Perfect. Sharing is caring, and that ain't that <laughs> the truth. Sharing is caring, especially when it's games. Oh yeah. Joel, <laughs> Joel, how goes uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Good. I am. I think I'm going to wrap it up soon. I might finish it over my Thanksgiving break here because I'm feeling just kind of ready. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, think I'm, I think I'm hitting the ready point where finishing up the side quest that I want to finish and then see if I can hit the end game. Um, and then I have some other list of, I have a list of things that I, some games that I want to finish up on and I, I might, I don't know if I want to start Moonstone Island. I mm. might do that. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. I don't need to decide right now. But uh, yeah, no, Tears of the Kingdom is great. Uh, still, um, still love uh, tromping around Hyrule and getting myself into trouble. And it's it, it is though. I will say it, it is things falling from the sky and like like the the shinies and the like oh look over there. It is so bad because I can't. <laughs> I cannot focus on one thing for longer than I swear, like four minutes. It is. It is. It, a, it's ADHD. It's a, the game. Oh yeah, it, it really is. Yes. Like, oh my god, what was that? I know. There was like yeah. Nintendo. were like, you want open world? We'll give you open oh world. Gosh. We'll drop you in the sandbox. Just like put a bunch of distractions and look at you guys tire yourself yes. out before dinner. It is almost <laughs> exhausting. I was just thinking that. Like I'm like I want to go do one thing, and then I end up doing four other things to circle back to finish the thing I was doing and I'm like I'm I'm I now feel a little stressed because I can't focus on the one thing that I My- want to do in this game. 
my decision paralysis with that game is so tough too because I'll be like, oh, I could do all of these things and hit multiple tasks at once, but then I start forgetting about what the tasks were that I was yes. going to do and the order I was going to do them because I get distracted by something else yes. and I'm like, oh god. I know. Okay, so yeah. I have a confession. Um, I got my Switch like a year after it came out. I got Breath of the Wild same time. Yeah, I haven't beat Breath of the Wild yet. Wow. Right? Not because I don't like it, because I'm a huge Zelda fan. Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Twilight, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker are my favorite Zelda games. Mm-hmm. But it's, sometimes I go play Breath of the Wild, if something else comes back, I just I forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. That being said, I bought the OLED Tears of the Kingdom Switch. I bought mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. and Tears of the Kingdom is still factory sealed over my shoulder, right? Now, the question is, do I just, like, make peace with never beating Breath of the Wild? Or do I actually beat it and then just go right into Tears of the Kingdom? At this point, no, like, I'm feeling terrible with myself. Oh. Go to Tears. Yeah. No what? no guilt. No guilt. No guilt. There's no guilt. Go watch a YouTube video. Figure out how it ends. Because there is a, there's a little bit of overlay. But, like, elsewise. There's, like, a, an overlapping type of thing. Yeah, there yeah, is. A little bit. Because it is. It's, it's in the future, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it's after, after Breath of the Wild. Breath yes. of the Wild, so, yeah. And yeah. it's like, you know, we, we talked about it in a few podcast episodes, but basically they came to say that, like, a lot of what's in Tears of the Kingdom is stuff that they took out of Breath of the Wild. So the building mechanic and the, uh, I forget, the precursor race, uh, people that not, live in the sky, the I forget. Their, Zonai, Zonai, thank you. Yeah. They were supposed to be in Breath of the Wild, but they ended up in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, my suggestion to you is... You can either decide that you're done with Breath of the Wild and move on to Tears of the Kingdom and, you know, Google what you got to Google. Or you can just make the the joy last longer and savor it last, and just get to Tears of the Kingdom when you get to Tears of the Kingdom. I'm personally happy that I finished Breath of the Wild before because it took me two, tar- two tries because I bought it on Wii U. <laughs> Classic <laughs> <laughs> So I restarted it on Switch. Once I got a Switch, I borrowed Elias cartridge. So I could actually play it on a decent console. Um, and then I finished it. And it's you're going to finish Breath of the Wild a bit like you're going to finish Tears of the Kingdom. At one point, you're just going to sit there and you're going to be like, um, I'm just going to go beat the Ganondorf or Ganon in the case of the first one. And then be done with it. And you may want to like just finish it, lay down your switch, and walk away for a while because you're like, <laughs> that was a moment in time that I'm never going to get back again. Okay, yeah. that was a pinnacle. Now I'm if, something if else. Thing, like, yeah, you're a big time, Zelda fan, so I would say yeah. just keep savoring. Yeah, yeah. Breath of Wild until you're finished with that. Take the break you need, and then come back to Tears of the Kingdom because it's not like it's not like the next Zelda is. Right there to no, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if you don't, at the same time, there's no shame in that either. You know, if you just want to like rip yeah. off the plastic and go straight into Tears of the Kingdom, because like sometimes I find it difficult to go back into a game like that, especially if you're near the end, because you're like, I don't remember the buttons. <laughs> oh yeah, that and was that a big is thing. that is tough, and it's these games are not ones where you can easily go in and try and figure that out. It almost will take you like five or six hours to just yeah. get your fim- finger memory back, yeah. which is like, do you, do, do you want to do that? Especially when probably the stuff that you have to do is probably hard at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong, right? Is right. What do you want to do? And that's the beauty of it. Fair. <laughs> cool. You, I uh, think the, the, like the most 
like, you know, the, the, the amazing thing is that you have so much more Zelda to experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there's like, DLC, too, I didn't even play yet. So there's also oh, that to add oh, to Oh, yeah. Oh. Event Island or whatever it's yeah. called. Like, yeah. Eventide Island. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing. So, like, I'm partly, like, so, and even though I'm trying to, like, kind of wind down my Tears of the Kingdom, I'm also kind of jealous that you still have to yet to beat Breath of the Wild and then experience that and then experience Tears of the Kingdom for the first time because that was phenomenal. So I'm just like, yeah. you just have the best journey ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> and going from one straight into the other would be kind of interesting too yes. because like we have recollections of certain stuff, but you're going to be like, no, that's dead on what I saw before just manipulated mm-hmm. a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which is... Mm-hmm. is a very interesting experience that I don't think we've really like done with Zelda before quite that way. I mean, there was in that one that was like, um, was like Link to the Past, but a different version where you kind of went through and you were on the walls. Oh, oh my walls. God, with a 2D one. Yeah. One. yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of a rare thing to go back to something like that. Cause even like, I guess they could kind of say Majora's Mask, kind of, but not really, right? Like, it's just a very different experience to go back to a world that, you know, has aged and you remember things, but they're yeah. not exactly as you see them, as you remember them. The, the way I described it uh, was like when I go back to my hometown of mm. Ottawa and get snow, but I haven't been in like four or five years. And then you find out that the Burger King became a Tim Hortons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that's exactly it. That's what Tears of the Kingdom, like you're in Hyrule. I'm like, I know this place. Wait, this is new. This wasn't there. Who built this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Wait, it's why true. did this move? Like, you guys used to. It's seriously, and you go to. I remember there was like a, a treasure or like a secret here, and then you get there and it's a different kind of secret. Um, and then they were like, yeah, big map, but also the sky and also oh underground. My, yeah, yeah, have fun. So honestly, don't don't feel bad about not being done with Breath of the Wild, and don't go rushing into tears of the kingdom you're only going to play tears of the kingdom for the first time once Once. yeah Yeah. that's true i have a really bad habit just like i though i won't play it at launch i'll just buy a game so it's in my house so when it's time to play it it's just readily available Mm -hmm. that's exactly why i did that and i got the switch oled because i have again like first generation switch my battery is just like ass (laughs) (laughs) so i I figured let me just upgrade this and call it a day because i commute to work every now and then and now we're hearing all these rumors of like, oh yeah, the Switch Pro or the Switch Two is on its way. I'm just like, did I just shoot myself in the foot? We've but like, I'm gonna buy it anyway because I'm an adult. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I no, I I almost I they almost got me with the Tears of the Kingdom one. I was so close, but it's I was so like, pretty though. No, that's why. But I was like, the hardware, nothing changed. Well, the old, the screen, but I was like, I I just can't. For mm. me and like what I for the budget and I knew I wanted a, another handheld like with a, a an ally or a steam deck. I was just like, I can't. But I man, they so close. I don't know. I mean, if you want to sell yours, like if you're feeling too bad about it, you can let me know later. And then maybe <laughs> I'll pawn it over. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> They've been talking about that switch, too, for a long time. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen it. I mean, the rumors are getting more and more credible. But like, yeah. Mm, we may never we may be stuck with a switch forever um (laughs) i did not get much gaming in last week i finished moonstein island that's what i wanted to do before i put the old pc to bed um spent the weekend like i mentioned setting up this one i did i'm in like decision paralysis now guys because there's like four games that i want to play all at the same time so i've installed coral island on my pc i've installed uh city skylines 2 
It's installed uh, Super Mario RPG. Mm. And there's Persona 5 Tactica. Oh I don't know what to do. Do you, do, do, do you need do. me to whip out a D4 and we roll to see which game? Roll a number that doesn't count that, or something. It'll go wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do. Well, <laughs> actually, I actually used, speaking of mooching, uh, I had bought like the Nintendo voucher thing to buy Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Uh, because Nintendo games be expensive. Mm. And... Uh, my spouse was like, oh, Super Mario RPG, are you going to buy it? Or, you know, I was like, I still got a voucher, so I used it so he could get it. And apparently it is uh, really good. Uh, yeah, so I downloaded it last night. Same thing. Used the voucher. God bless those vouchers. Because um, those might- games be expensive. Yeah, I uh, Mike's out playing F1 now with his buddies, so I might go sit on the couch and actually boot that up because I have been... That's one thing about working from home is that I kind of get sick of the walls that this office is. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it might be Super Mario RPG, which... It's I, not a very I'm long totally game to with. begin with. You know, it's not yeah. like you're... It's not even yeah. Sea of Stars long. I know. No, I know. yeah, it's, it's very short. And I know it. It's going to be like, mm-hmm. it's going to be like getting back on the bicycle with a new coat of paint and some shiny things. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really forward to playing that because uh, growing up, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so I only got yeah. to play it at my cousin's house. So, mm-hmm. I have memories of playing it like, in small increments, but playing it for the first time for myself front to back, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be so fun to experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Folks, it's time. We're going to go walk down memory card lane. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have been released during the time of this episode's airing. We will start with its release date, and then I will give hints about the game for the team to attempt to guess what it is. As always, shout out answers. And we're not keeping track here, points or anything like that. Um, so yeah, we are going to go back to November 23rd. 2004. Let the guessing begin. So that's that's still PS2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, I don't know. I and That would be PS2, Xbox 360. Yeah, 360 would have been fresh that year, I believe. If it's like 2004, November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, Do you want the next clue? Yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Smith, yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. She moved more then than I've seen her move in two months. Wow. Wow. Yes, I knew this was going to wow. be an easy one. I knew this was going to come up good. Oh, fantastic. So, yes, World of Warcraft was released on November 23rd, 2004. It is one of the most popular and influential massively multiplayer online role-playing games, MMORPGs, yeah. globally. It's released, uh, sorry, it released multiple expansions, each including new content, playable races, classes, and storylines. At its peak in 2010, it had over 12 million subscribers worldwide, featured two main factions, the Alliance and the Horde, offers a variety of playable races, including humans, elves, dwarves, orcs, trolls, and more, and has had a significant impact on popular culture with references to games appearing in various forms of media. The game also has inspired novels, comics, and feature film that was released in 2016. Catherine, you, my dear, are impressive. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't need, give I, any clues. <laughs> I need to give you some context, because this game is very significant in my life. I knew that. <laughs> um, 
Because I started going out with Pascal in 2005. Um, mm. And on our one, he was playing World of Warcraft since launch. And on a one year anniversary, he got me World of Warcraft as an anniversary gift. And that's when I started playing. So I was like, if it's not World of Warcraft, I don't know. <laughs> so it was very much a contextual clue of like where I was in 2004. And you know what? That's what I that's what I enjoy about this because that it it is that mm-hmm. the games and when you played them have a moment in time that is important to you, right? And I'm selective on the games that I pick to try and pull things out of you and try and trigger memories as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what's it's like music to me. It's like yeah, it yeah. it oh, yeah. has sentimental mm-hmm. value to me oh, yeah. in. Certain certain moments that I'm, I remember when I finished Breath of the Wild. I remember when I finished Ocarina of Time. I, you know, like those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So that's that's why I find this game fun. And cat, uh, you smart. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm compensating for Call of Duty. Yeah, that was I'm very embarrassing. Compensating for Call of Duty. That's very embarrassing. Uh, all right. Wow. Well, okay. Folks, so apparently, I remember all the mid two thousand games. Yes, you do. <laughs> My brain went um, uh, to. Um, like Tomb Raider 3 then I was like 25 years old I think today I'm like oh it has to be Tomb Raider I'm like wait no 2004 what was that (laughs) (laughs) all right I think it's time to get into some of the news that we haven't been able to chat about over the past few weeks um, but some pretty interesting stories have come out so are you folks ready to do that let's do it let's go Let's let's take a little break and we'll be right back all right, we're back. It is time to talk about some of the news stories uh, that have happened over the past few weeks. Uh, things that we should have talked about, but we had big, full shows and we couldn't do it. Uh, and I, I think it's stuff that definitely interests us. So we have to talk about it. And this one, Catherine, we have to talk about because when I read it, I was like, holy smokes, this has to be an April Fool's Day joke, but it is not. <laughs> No, because I don't know if you remember, but at one point we talked about an interview with some of the devs from Tears of the Kingdom, and yes. one of the questions was like, hey, with the success of the Mario movie, you think we'd get a Zelda movie? And their answer was like, we'd love to, but it's not our decision to make. Um, either they truly didn't know because Nintendo is fucking airtight, or <laughs> they know that Nintendo is airtight and they didn't break their NDA, because... There's a Legend of Zelda movie in the works. And uh, live action. Miyamo- live action. <laughs> and Miyamoto himself has said that he's uh, been working on a live action film of The Legend of Zelda for many years now with Avi, uh, Avi Aradsan, who has produced many mega hit films. He wrote that on Twitter. So for many years, this has been in the works. So. And then he says it will take time until its completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it. So, a few things. <laughs> One, a live-action Zelda in the works. And other people were like, it's not our decision. Miyamoto himself is working on it with the likes of Avi Aradsan. But two, is Link going to fucking talk? That was my yes. question, too. Like, I think that motherfucker <laughs> hasn't said a word since the excuse me princess cartoon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't see it. Like, it's, um, 
again, as a Zelda fan, I, I want to I want it to do well. I want it I want to enjoy it, but I also don't want like a Jean Claude Van Damme Street Fighter situation. <laughs> what? Did we we gotta name all the cult the, the bad video game movies that became cults because they were so bad. Yeah, <laughs> the nineties and two thousand early two thousand golden classics of video game uh, like uh, multimedia that we have. Yeah, totally. I just want Tom Holland to play Link. But I, I want him to not talk and just go, and, like, and just roll around, <laughs> just roll around. Over and over. I mean, if, if we're going to follow the trend, Link is just going to be Chris Pratt in a green tunic. No, oh, Kat, no, don't put that out no. there. Come Catherine. on. We He's don't already ruining Garfield, We need, Garfield, we need okay? this place to be cleansed. We need a seance. We need some kind of blessing. We need, like, uh, where's the incense? Gross. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, do you guys remember back? Now this is this is you know I guess early 2010s when IGN did that April Fool's Day joke and everybody thought it was real. Yes, yes. that was oh, like yeah. the April Fool's Day joke to like end all yeah. April Fool's Day's joke because everybody's been trying to top that and it's like you can't, you can't. Go back and watch that if you get a chance. It's kind of priceless. <laughs> well, this this one's real though. This one's this real. One is, yeah, that, this one is legitimate. Yeah, I... The question is, is what era of Zelda or which of the, you know, games would you like them to to, to take a spin at? Or do you want something totally new? I mean, uh, going yeah. with something that's, like, controlled, so in the guise of, like, Orphan of Time, Majora's Mask, it's, it's, it's tight to a degree. But also, you also like if you look at like Oracle Ages and Seasons, it's also very tight. But anything else, I believe, is just too big, and you're going to lose a lot of things in context. It also depends if they're going to go like the Mario movie way, where it was like they want like a large to reach a large audience, because the Mario movie was basically just a good kids movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was well done, and it 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 didn't completely hinge on you knowing the entire universe it did explain stuff it in, it included like new stuff new concepts and while using like some iconic things but it basically was its own story and its own spin of the mario universe just like how every game is its own spin of the mario universe right um i'm hoping that's what they do with this that you know we see like ganon and or ganondorf um i guess in this case it would be ganondorf so they can cast a Sexy shirtless man. Yeah. Um, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess just start like building their own like cinematic universe for that franchise. I just don't want it to be like because for a while it was trendy to make like gritty remakes. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. No, like I don't think you can really take any of the games and like nail it down to like one to one. Yeah. The only one that I think would be the closest to do it that would be interesting is Majora's Mask because you can mess with... And I feel that one was super tight because the big mechanic you were playing with was time. Yeah. But then that's just like... It's also like one of the rare ones too where it's usually, you know, going to get all the Triforce pieces or saving Zelda or whatever else and all the oracles and... Yeah. And I'm scared to see who they may cast. <laughs> yeah, it depends. If we're, are we going with like? Um, I guess they're going with a Hollywood type production. I would think so because they so. they saw what 
Mario could yeah. do and what yeah. some of the other movies have done lately, you know, Uncharted and things like that. Yeah, because, well, at least the the great thing about an animated flick like Mario is, yeah, you can cast, like, um, American superstars, but, like, for every localization, you can cast their superstars. Mm-hmm. So if, if I remember correctly, yeah. the Japanese version was also, like, stacked. Um, so in this case, you can't do that. No, that's true. Very so. true. We will we will have to wait and see, and I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon, but, uh, yeah. but the I time mean, when we do get a trailer or we get an announcement of a cast, uh, it'll be just as big as the Super Mario movie. I mean, this this per, this director um, has got a pretty stack, like IMDb as well, and mm-hmm. he did stuff like Ghost in the Shell, Venom, oh yeah, Iron Man. So, yeah, it's going to be impressive, I think, at the very mm-hmm. least, impressive mm-hmm. and entertaining. Something else that's going to be impressive and entertaining is uh, soon we're going to see Grand Theft Auto Six. Joelle, you want to talk about that? We sure are, and you know what? We thought that the year 2023 was a golden year and a great year for gaming well with this announcement it looks like 2024 might uh might even top that yes because grand theft auto 6 is coming and there's going to be a trailer that releases next month in december and man i I would be behooved if it's not going to drop at the Game Awards. That would be quite the moment um, to have. Uh, But we don't know exactly when the trailer is coming out, but it is coming out. Um, And uh, there was a little bit of footage of the game that was leaked last year. So unfortunately, there was the rumor mill already started, kind of knew that this was coming out. Um, uh, But there's not a ton of information so far. We have a few uh, stories like from IGN. Uh, said that there's reportedly, uh, quote-unquote, a feature, uh, uh, sorry, a reported feature of female uh, Latino playable character. Um, So that will be, I hope that's true, because that would be a fun uh, new new vein for the franchise. And then um, it says the game will also reportedly start with a fictionalized version of Miami, and then they're going to add new places over time. Um, so there's not a, a ton um, of information, but it is coming. It is confirmed. We're going to see some footage of it very, very soon. Uh, so really uh, looking forward to that. I, I this might and Grand Theft Auto Six might be my first Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> nice. Controversial question for you all: Is Grand Theft Auto Six too big for the Game Awards? I don't think so. I think Jeff Keighley is a guy who needs to be his, have his head gassed, so <laughs> he's going to do everything he can to get all these all this news to his show. Mm-hmm. But I do think Rockstar is going to double down. They'll probably have like a short teaser release, let's say like on a Monday or whatever it is, and then very polished, like pretty trailer at the Game Awards. I was worried that if we don't get anything until the Game Awards. And it happens in the Game Awards. So that essentially takes over from anything else that happens at that show. And if yeah. it doesn't happen, and they wait until the week after, now they conveniently said, 
early December. But I mean, like, Game Awards is on, what, the The 7th? Which is, you know, like, I mean, the 11th, a few days, you know, the Monday later is not that far away. It's still technically early December. Mm. It might, people may riot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If it's not there and we don't see it before, so... I feel like that week is pretty much unlocked that that's when we're going to see it. The question is, is when? I'm just wondering if it's like, I think it might be, you know, that's a lot. I mean, but they did do the Xbox Series X reveal of the console at the Game Awards. So, like, that came out of nowhere. And I feel like Jeff's been very quiet right lately. Like, he he hasn't said too much the past little while. He was on a live stream last night on YouTube that I hopped into where he was answering uh, questions. Uh, fans mm. questions and he didn't really give he didn't give anything away um i tried to ask him a few questions he didn't respond to me and i took that personally so but uh he he said you know that they're still they're still putting stuff together i mean the usual kind of blah 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 of, of how you know these things go um but um he didn't say much, but he, he was he said he's going to do another one too. I don't know when, but if you're um, on YouTube and want to follow the Game Awards channel, I'm sure it will notify you when he's going to be live. And I don't know if he's done this in the past. I'm I'm sure he has, but uh, I just I just happened to catch it on YouTube. Um, so a lot of questions around Flute Guy. If Flute Guy was going to be back, oh, oh God. <laughs> Uh, we got to talk about the Game Awards and the nominees and everything last week. Kirsten, what do you think of the uh, of the Game of the Year nods? What do you? Resident Evil Four should not be there. No, I'm putting my foot down on that. Uh, okay. Remakes, remasters should not be there. We've seen like five iterations or something like that of Resident Evil Four. It is a great game. It is rebuilt from the ground up for modern consoles. I appreciate that, but we've played it all before, right? Mm. And I think like. That should have its own categories because at the same time, like Metroid Prime Remake, a fantastic game that came out this year, not nominated for much, if not anything. And that's a game made from the ground up for modern consoles. So why is Resident Evil 4 over Metroid Prime? Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4 came out the same console and Prime is arguably a better game. But again, mm. each their own. Everyone has their own opinion on it. Mm. But yeah, no, I just think that that's a whole other side topic. But no, I just don't think that should be there. Mm. Do you think any games should have been there that were not? Um, it's hard to say because, like, um, the the topic of game of the year, like my game of the year versus your game of the year versus mm-hmm. anyone else's game of the year, is drastically going to be different, right? Because mm-hmm. if I were to play, um, again, let's say Sea of Stars, right? Because Sea of Stars is like one of the most underappreciated games that's come out this year. Uh, to me, that could be game of the year whenever I get to it, right? But mm-hmm. because it's not like the popular vote, it might not get it. And mm. I think it was last year, um, Canna Bridge of Spirits came out, and that was one of the best games I played, period, all last year, the year before. I can't remember what year it is. Uh, was it 2021? 20, 20? Did that come out around the same time the PS5 came out? Cause I think yeah. that's when I yeah. played it, maybe 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the launch yep. title ish. That was, it's a yeah. great game. Within the window. But yeah, yeah, so like uh, stylistically, uh, narratively, gameplay-wise, that should have been nominated for Game of the Year. But because it wasn't a popular game, because technically it's an indie title, it got no love, right? So to me, that was my Game of the Year. But 
didn't hold a candle to whatever won that year, right? So yeah. it's all relative, I guess. And then I guess the debate online too is the the, the classification of stuff is is where things are getting a little muddy now too because people are saying that Dave the Diver should not be in the indie category because it is they are backed by a company that has tons of money and can support them. Yeah, and they put um, uh, Cyberpunk for ongoing game because the DLC came out. That's not how that works. <laughs> so yeah, things are confusing. Yeah. I feel like I know why they kind of like open the categories and then send stuff there, but I feel like they should make it a bit walled and say like these games definitely meet in these criteria. But I guess it'd be just too hard for someone to handle because it could be it's any game, and then they're caught. Yeah, and we're just talking semantics. For a vanity event, right? <laughs> well, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 All right. The last story of the week is another interesting one. Joelle, you want to talk? take us through uh, updates about Last of Us t- Part 2? Yeah. I mean, speaking of remasters, that maybe will be up for Game of the Year. Uh, mm. <laughs> Last of Us Part 2 uh, is getting a remastered for PS5. And when I saw that title internally, I was like, already? I asked myself that question, but indeed, yes, because it is time. Um, uh, It is set to release on January 19th, 2024, so early in the year. um, You're going to get quite a great game drop uh, for the PS5. It includes a new uh, no-return mode, um, guitar-free play mode, improved graphics, faster load times, accessibility options, and DualSense controller integration, of which, of course. And then um, existing owners can upgrade to the digital version, and pre-orders start on December 5th, um, including a WLF edition with exclusive uh, content. So there is uh, lots of good things to come for the fans of Last of Us Part Two. I, w- I hope that... The controversy won't be as hot <laughs> as it was the first time around because uh, that got a little hostile. But uh, yeah, if you're if you want to own it for your PS5, um, if you have it already, you're gonna be able to upgrade it, and if not, you'll be able to to grab it and play it at the beginning of the year. If your uh, backlog is a little little light come January, your uh, slot just got filled up. So I think this was supposed to come out in the lead up to getting the next season of HBO's The Last of Us. Yeah. But because of the oh. strike... Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, is this announcement <laughs> staggered because the show is yeah. not coming, yeah. delayed? Because well, I they feel probably like, have to put the game out, right? Because they're yeah. ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, you might as well. Because, like... And, cause, Makes sense. Yeah, that's saying after. I don't... You know, who knows how much that screwed up with the schedule and, you know, that that... That whole thing could be totally different. So, I mean, that it would make sense to to ship it out when it's ready. I, I mean, for for those of you who only watched the show, you could play the game and yeah. be like those gamers that were like, "Did you see the plot twist? <laughs> yeah, I saw it in 2011. Thanks." <laughs> 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 yeah. You, yeah, you could be the one spoiling the show for people. <laughs> Have you guys all played? Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to play the first one, and uh, I saw a clicker, I heard a clicker, and I turned off my console. No, <laughs> I, I've watched a few, I've watched, like, a few streamers play it all the way through because I loved it so much, watching a first, the first playthrough, and then a different streamer that I follow played it, and I'm like, well, I'm going to watch this again. Um, so, so I, 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 I can't, I cannot play that game, it's too much, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, it was one of the, it's one of the best, The Last of Us has been one of the best, like, backseat 
games that I've experienced watching. So I, I loved it. So, Kirsten, mm. what were your thoughts? I feel like today's episode, I'm like having very spicy, outlandish <laughs> takes on things, and it's going to continue now. <laughs> um, okay, Last of Us Part Two remaster. Uh, Last of Us Part Last of Us came out like what 2012, 2013? 2013. I remember being Cat and I got it when we were at E3, and then couldn't play because we were at E3. Right, right. Yeah, I got the date wrong. Ooh. So we got Last of Us in 2013, and yeah. then we got the DLC like two years later. And then yeah. we got Last of Us Part 2 in 2020. Yeah. And then we get The Last of Us Part 1 remastered the beginning... No, the end of 2022. And now we're getting The Last of Us Part 2 remastered the beginning of 2024. <laughs> so Naughty Dog is exclusively making Last of Us games. And I get it, it's a cash cow, but you're milking the cow dry. Right? Yeah, but they're doing it because there's an HBO show that yeah, has a whole... It, it makes, like, like, it's a marketing play It makes here. business yeah. sense, yeah. right? But yeah. I know like uh, as a developer, a former developer... I wouldn't want to work in the same game four times. And yeah, I feel like it's, it's a lot. It's stale, and in my personal opinion, again, like don't come at me with pitchforks and stuff like that. It's it's a it's a my personal opinion. I think it's a very stale practice, and I'm sure the dev team, people that I know, are tired of it. And again, it makes business sense. I just yeah. think that like having a game released three years ago, and then having this remaster come out three years later is way too soon. Yeah, it is. Feels a bit soon. Especially when the PS5 is still not easily attainable. Yeah. But that speaks volumes, right? It's like you're you're pandering toward that, oh yeah, Last of Us, best game ever. Let's play it again. Let's make it our new Skyrim, right? And mm. again, like not to throw shit on Skyrim, it's like video game preservation is a very big thing. Playing old games, modern consoles makes sense. Playing a game that came out last week on a new console doesn't make sense. <laughs> like mm. yeah. yeah, that's just my spicy take on it. And when you played the game, what were your feelings on the game? Um, I was in a very bad headspace when The Last of Us 2 came out, because, again, COVID, pandemic. Yes. Uh, scared for my life, um, at high risk, because I have, like, problems with my health at the time. And it was too much for me at the time, so I didn't give it an honest playthrough. Uh, so I didn't, I did not enjoy it, right? Um, played it front to back, did not enjoy it. Uh, I could, I should play it again to give it, like, a different justification for, like, why I didn't like it, because... As a developer, there's things I liked about it a lot. As a gamer, just I just wasn't with it. And I put it down for Animal Crossing. <laughs> I put like huh. 500 hours into Animal Crossing. So it's like, that's where I was at in that space of time. So it is a game that like I do want to give my honest and goodness due diligence and go back to it at some point. But if I do that, I don't want to pay for it. Well, it sounds like, yeah, existing owners can upgrade to the digital version. Mm-hmm. And pre-order start. Does that mean it costs you money? I imagine it does. Oh, it probably um, costs like forty bucks to upgrade. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably just be cheaper. I, because I thought you were gonna go in the spicy route, like where I am, where it's like, I appreciate that game. I played that game. I enjoyed that game. I did not like the story of that game because it made made me feel really crappy. But I think that was intentional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. like. <laughs> This is not a game you play for the feels. It plays for the bad feels, not the good feels. But you gotta say, be though, in a good place to play <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta be in a good place. Yeah. What this game did, though, I didn't appreciate is like, we're mad, we're depressing, we're sad, we're sad, we're sad. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm fucking over it. Like, yeah. It went real hard. It went real hard. And uh, the ending, I, I, although, I, I mean, I also think like, not everything needs to... And it wasn't the ending ending. There's going to be another one, right? There has to be. Like, isn't there going to be a Last of Us 3? 
uh, or a DLC. Or a DLC. Or a DLC. Or a DLC. Or There's got to be something because you can't uh, end it there. I, you can't. But, they but could. that's it. That, <laughs> they could. That's part of it. That's I, I guess. Part of it. I guess. I just feel like you can't. You can't end on Avengers. You know, uh, Infinity War. Like you. You have to have. You have to have the other piece of it. And I guess I just feel like. So I guess how I rationalize it in my mind is like, well, there's another piece of it coming because you can't just end something where it ended. But, because, but maybe maybe they do. I don't I don't know. But I I just think like not everything has to also wrap up neatly. It can so you, it can just end. But but well, isn't the well, point of like anime at all? <laughs> yeah, not not as much. I'm trying to get into it. I don't have a anime is a little bit more difficult. Because anime, things come to an abrupt halt. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, they, anime's or just they, like, this is the last episode, ciao. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta sit with it. Mind fuck like Neon Genesis Evangelion, where you're just yeah. like, okay, what now was what? That? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I'm supposed to go on with my life? Um, <laughs> That's where you, like, just like Brother Wall, you put it down, you walk away, and you say, I need a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a trait. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to this, but uh, to come back to the story of The Last of Us, like, the point of The Last of Us Part 1, isn't it that, like, there's hope? Right, there's hope in Ellie. Yeah. yeah. So there's yes. none of that in Last of Us 2. It's just yeah. Ellie's pissed and fucking killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's lots of anger. Lots, lots of anger. But we don't want to be angry. But unfortunately, you may be angry because this is the end of the show. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to end on a happy note? Not today. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I'm. it's going to be good that uh, that people with a PS5 will be able to play this game. Though you can still download and play the PS4 version, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to close out this show uh as always you can check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca to links to all the stories mentioned here in this episode uh if you want to learn more about all those things um including cat we should put in that uh that uh spoof that ign did back in i don't know oh, what yeah. was that 2006 2008 like yeah. somebody find me the link yeah yeah we'll find it i'm sure we'll find it find the link ha Um, if you could do us a solid and rate and review this podcast where you're listening to it if they have the power to do so that'd be much appreciated why it helps us out with discovery pushes us up in the rankings and of course we love to to hear what you have to say if you leave comments because we do read those they help us build our show as always I want to thank the crew for being here with me this evening to talk video games Uh, Kirsten thank you so much this is we have to do this again bud it has to happen 100% appreciate that thank you Uh, please shout out your social media handle so people can follow you and everything you do online yeah so right now uh, predominantly on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck it's called if it's even Mm -hmm. a thing in the next 74 hours we'll see who knows Um, (laughs) underscore cave on doom for our collective minnow you can follow us across socials at we are minnow I'm currently learning how to be a content creator on TikTok by exploiting my dog. So if you want to see puppy videos, just uh, Cave on Doom at TikTok. And uh, I stream for Xbox Canada. We go live every Wednesday and Friday at 2 p.m. EST. We do a lot of really cool things like Retro Roulette where we're playing OG Xbox games and we're trying to beat them. And we're learning that they didn't age well at all, but (laughs) we're going through it. (laughs) It's a fun time over here. Hmm. Yeah, oh, about that. This is why we need remasters. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's great. Thank you for for sharing all of that. And yeah, everybody, go check out everything that Kirsten's doing and uh, the content we need. Dog content, definitely. Yes. We need more and all of it on social. 
My sure. TikTok is exclusively pet videos, so I will go follow you. Yes. <laughs> I only got two videos. It's a concert, then my puppy. But uh, there will be yeah, more. I love I promise. that. I love it. Catherine, where can people find you? I am CSDSBINSCSDBA on X, Threads, Blue Sky, Twitter, Instagram. But uh, I'm always in the Girls on Games Discord. That's where I shit post nowadays. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 and on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy, but um, always posting and learning new things, seeing new eats, uh, learning all about the Canadian things on the Girls on Games Discord. It's a fun place. Come say hello. We want all the American things this weekend because it is a food smorgasbord. So please yes. take all the pictures, ha- post them I all ha- in the Discord. I have to remember to take pictures of You my, have to take I the know, pictures of the Cornish We have to live through you. Yes. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yes. our Thanksgiving us. has come and gone. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yes. <laughs> we don't get the big geets in, for another month and a bit. Actually, it'll be pretty well a month yeah. <laughs> on the 25th. I'm Leah Jewer on most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter slash X and Facebook. Just Girls on Games, no thought in there on Instagram and threads. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely conversation and more. But of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in games, and I guess I'm going to go play Super Mario RPG. Woohoo! Yep. There's so many good things to play. It is a good problem to have. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.